0: ...prepare you to receive from the Lord and, and cultivating the attitudes of receiving from the Lord. It's not, again, I say, it's not only in this conference, but you can have the same attitude in receiving from the Lord all the time. And I'm telling you, you can apply them, the same principles when you're meeting with a friend who's spirit-filled in a restaurant and receive. And hear the Lord uh, ministering to you in that restaurant. I've heard that so much. Directions, you know, sitting down with people and you hear God speaking to you. You will not have, you will not be limited to just in the church. But I'm teaching you something that you can apply every time you're coming, going for a meeting. You prepare yourself and receive from the Lord. Say in in the name of Jesus. I receive. The living, the living Word of God. I receive, I receive. What, the what the Holy Spirit is teaching me now. Teaching me now. Blessed, are Blessed are my eyes for they see. Blessed are my ears for they hear. Unto me, me it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of, the kingdom of Heaven. I hear I have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to me. I am the sheep. I know the voice of the shepherd. And the voice of strangers. I shall by no means follow. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for teaching me and guiding me into all truth. You believe that? You receive it. All right, you better stay awake. I know it's warm. It's better actually right now than, than it has been several weeks ago, but thank God the rains are here. Yes. We believe we receive the rains. Oh my goodness, Lord. Cultivating the attitudes of receiving from the Lord. Let me make some analogy over here. Any farmer knows that for him to sow in a seed on his ground he has first to prepare the ground by tilling it. That, that, that does not need a rocket scientist to know that. We know that. Guys, you did so good, especially started singing some songs over there, and it was, I, I just felt glorious. I uh, think the time of the worship, uh, especially, sometime we started singing in the spirit, and I could hear that angelic voice. Well, I mean, did you experience the presence of God as they sang and worship the Lord? We really thank God for this. Hallelujah. And you are growing. Amen. 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 Welcome one time here. you People step at the door and their, their feet grow. If they don't have any grow, feet that need to grow, if they came with the one ear hearing, the other one will hear. If they came blind, their eyes will open right there. I mean, yeah. I'm telling you, we're coming into that. You better believe it, because yes. you are going to see it. Yes. And it will be so, and, and there will be so many miracles taking place. And I'm, I'm excited, more even down the streets. So powerful that is. But here, right over here, you will hear many, many testimonies. The amazing thing when you get healed, kind of I'm going another direction. The, the, many, the, the amazing thing is when you get healed, you know it. I remember two weeks, two weeks ago, so 16th, I think it was 16th, I got healed of some pain that I had between my my shoulder blades. I got healed that Saturday afternoon. The Lord gave me an instruction. I received it. I commanded that pain to go, and it left. When it left, I knew it. You don't have to be convinced by someone else you didn't get healed, but can I tell you something? Which many people don't know how to resist the devil and he'll flee from them. About the fourth day, it was like every pain combined had come back. I'm I'm really, that that, that day that I got healed on a Saturday, about the fourth, fifth day, the fourth, actually on Thursday, in fact you asked me several days later, I said, you know, I got healed and that's all. It looked like Every pain that had been on me had come back. I took my stand. You submit to God. What does God say? By the stripes of Jesus, you are healed and you are. Then you take your stand right there. And what is the the next step you do? You resist the devil. You don't say, I thought I was healed. Oh, he likes that. And then especially now you start vocalizing it. I thought I was healed, but I'm still having that pain. Okay. Pain probably. Realizes, oh, we have been welcomed now back. Let's go back over there in full time. And stay over there. And then people doubt. Let me tell you something. Even if you feel something has nothing to do with your healing, you stand your ground. That whole day, I kept saying it, I kept believing it, And I'm telling you, I am healed. That now completely left me. We used to watch television, especially the last, I think, a month or so, watch television, and I'm seated, and I'm having to lean this way because I couldn't just sit upright. I felt, man, I'm not going to live this way. I refuse. you fed up with the things that the devil will try to bring upon your life and say, I refuse that. Really, I did, and thank God I'm healed. So, take your stand. You are the victorious. He is not, you are. Amen. So then, let's go back. Any farmer knows that from he, for him to sow any seed, on his ground, he has first to prepare the ground by tilling it. Also, he must make sure that before he plants a seed, that the ground is moist enough for the seed to germinate. Anyone who doesn't know that? Huh? I don't know where you grew up if you didn't know that. I'm a rural guy. So I I know that, and I know everyone knows that. That not only you must make sure that you plant a seed, that the ground is moist enough for the seed to germinate. Listen to this. How much more does a believer in Christ ought to prepare his or her heart to receive the word of the kingdom? It's the same principle, the word of God. Jesus calls it the word of the kingdom. How much more you and I are supposed to be prepared to receive the word of the kingdom? And that's what we are going to look at in the, a little bit of the parable of the sower, and I want us to look at it from Luke chapter 8 the parable of the sower in Luke chapter 8 in in verse 9 then the disciples after he had spoken of that parable the disciples asked him Jesus saying what does this parable mean and he said to you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Say it with me. To me it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. That means you, are, it are, you have been given the ability to know the secrets, hidden truths of the kingdom of God. Like what uh, uh, Andrew was talking about here, about the ability to know. The ability to know. And God showing you things of the kingdom. But to the rest, it is given in parables, so that, seeing, is that where you are? We say, okay. So that, did I start somewhere else? All right. What? Nine? Did I give you nine? All right. That's where we are. Okay. I'm a sober-minded pastor. <laughs> and verse 10, say, verse, verse ten, later part of it, saying, seeing. may not see and hearing they may not understand. What about you? What will you say? Seeing I see. Hearing I do understand. Come on. Isn't that easy? But listen to what he explained then. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Don't forget the analogy of that farmer preparing the grounds by tilling it and then does what? Sowing a seed when it is an appropriate time to do it. So now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the way, said are the ones who hear the word. Hear, then the devil comes, takes away the word out of their hearts. That they should believe and be saved. If you just read the, 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 the account of Luke, you will be thinking like, oh, so when I hear the word, the devil just comes and picks, picks it up. It takes it away from my heart. However, if you read in Matthew chapter thirteen in your own time, you realize this. He says this: They had the word, but they did not understand it. They had the word, but they did not understand it. In other words, endeavor to understand the word of God. Don't say I don't understand. Why is that so? We've seen hearing they may not understand those ones, but not you of the kingdom of God. God has given you the ability to understand his word. So look at this. Then, so he comes and steals and then takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. Why? Because they didn't understand it. But the ones on the rock are those who, who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root to believe for a while, and in a time of temptation, fall away. Did I tell you about my healing? You see, that was a temptation to say I wasn't healed. But what do you do? You stand your ground. Say, I have root. I have roots in In the word of God. God. Therefore, I resist the devil and and he flees from me. That's who you are. You have root in the word of God. You stay By the word, and I'm going to show you a certain scripture regarding that. Verse 14, now the ones that fell among thorns are those who who when they hear, they have heard, go out and are choked to the cares, riches, and pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity. These are the ones who are full of cares. They're people who just worry all the time. All the time. Do you know what? Instead of worrying, you can turn this other side. You start meditating on the word of God. Every time, actually, when you are walking around, you are thinking. You have thoughts in your mind. I heard someone say that, they are saying that men, they have a box called that nothing. I said, I don't have any box. I don't have that nothing box. I think. What do I say? I mean Tina sometimes she asks me what, what, what are you thinking? I'm quiet as I'm thinking the word. But it's, sometimes it's been said that men do nothing but they are, you ask men what are you thinking? Nothing. Tell, tell, if they tell you that, tell them no you are lying. There's something you're thinking. you are thinking. You can't be thinking nothing. Nothing times nothing is nothing. No wonder you are producing nothing in this marriage. Don't say that. We don't want counseling, brother. (laughs) Don't say that. All right. But look at this in verse 15. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those having had the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with what? That's a big thing right over there. You bear fruit with patience. You bear fruit with patience. Look at it from the Amplified Bible on this, the same scripture there. I think it's 815, yeah? The Amplified Bible. Look, let's, let's read this one. Look at this from the Amplified Bible. But as for that seed in the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word with a good and noble heart and hold on to it tightly and bear fruit with patience. Amen. What do they do? They hold on to it tightly. When things are difficult, you don't change your language. You keep saying what the word of God says. You tell the devil, no matter what is going to happen, I have my roots on the word of God. I know I'm healed. I know I am free from this situation and I'm going to go deeper into the word of God concerning my, the promises of God. And that's exactly what will happen. You refuse to quit. Listen to this from the God's words translation. I like that translation. The seeds that are planted on good ground are people who also hear the word, but they keep it in their, in their good and honest hearts and produce what is good despite what life may bring. Despite. What life may bring, I'm rooted. You understand? You know, if you come to a place that all your colleagues don't believe the word of God, you stay right over there. I believe the word. If they look at you as being old fashioned because you believe the word of God, you stay right there and believe in the word of God. They they ridicule you, they call you old man of names, I'm remaining with the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the kind of attitude of a winner. Amen? That's a winning attitude. And the, the, the good news is this. The word cannot fail you. He's never failed. So you say with the word of God. That's an attitude that you need to have when you go for a meeting. I am receiving the word. You prepare your heart to receive the word of God. And with an, an intention to hear. And understand. And then after you, he said yes and amen. That's it. Walk out of that place and say, I have received that word. It's mine. If you've been struggling with poverty, you put in a resignation. I actually did that. Uh, You know, you, you go and write a resignation. I've resigned from being the chairperson of poverty and lack and insufficiency. I've been in this committee for a long time. Now I resign. And my resignation is for eternity. Amen? Amen. Do those things change overnight? No. Really, I'm I'm serious. In March 1999, I saw that. I thought, I'm going to put in a resignation. I listened to Dr. Jerry Savilla. I thought, I'm going to put in that resignation. I'm not going to continue living in luck. And he keeps becoming better and better and better and better. They come to a place that they destroyed your your file, because you're not going back. Because one can be sick in a long time until they realize they think like they're in the committee of sickness. You you know, you've you've had two people talking like, you know, I'm feeling this way over here, and the other one they are together say, "You is only here." You know the way we talk. It's yours only. Mine was coming from down over here and it has come over here. And right now I feel it even over here. I mean, you're not the chairperson. You refuse that. You refuse that you go back home. You say that. You know, I say this, I actually say this and I mean it quite a bit. There are things that you go back to your house and you tell them no more. No more. That these things ought not to be here. You even take out some clothes from your closet and say, these clothes are not supposed to be here. And that does not mean you're going to give them out. There are things you don't give out. <laughs> you, you understand? They're not a blessing. You don't give it to anyone. You give it to fire. I mean, fire up. <laughs> I've done that. I've done that. I've worn collars inside out. Have you, that's poverty defined, you know. When, when the collar is worn out this side, and then you turn, you go to the tailor and then turn it the other side. That's poverty defined. You resign from that. And I wasn't going that. I'm I'm having the attitude of receiving. I don't know how I went to that, but I I do remember. <laughs> I do remember years ago. Tina, we got married, and then uh, at some point, I think oh, that was. That was 2004. We got married in 2003. Then I, I got, um, I needed shoes, and I got 5,000 for shoes. So I say, I'm going to town. I'm going to look for shoes. I went to town. I came back with one pair of 4,500. She asked you, wait, did you get shoes? Yes, I did. How much is that? 4,500. You came with one pair? Yes. Why is that? that? I refused the four thousand to come with five pairs of a thousand. <laughs> I just refused. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how to say that. I mean, remember where I've come from. So I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about myself. You come back with five pairs when it's hot. Have you ever worn shoes that when it's hot, like the toes are, are burning inside? <laughs> Especially when you are standing in the sun. You went for graduation and all your toes are just just on fire. I refused. I came back with a good leather. That was 2004, 4,500 with my one pair. I mean, I, I just chose that way. And I'm that way until today. I mean, I'm not going to buy 10 pairs that... <laughs> I won't go there. Let me go. Did you read that scripture? <laughs> attitude to cultivate that you really have to receive one is unity 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 you have that attitude of walking in unity let's go to 1st corinthians chapter 3 from verse 1 to 4 from the, the passion translation unity i'll show you how that that affects you from receiving in in verse 1 says brothers and sisters when i was with you I found it impossible to speak to you as those who are spiritually mature people. Wow. He says, I found you what? What? I thought every, all things are possible. No, he says, I found it impossible to speak to you as those who are spiritually mature people, for you are still dominated by the mindset of the flesh. To be carnally minded is enmity to God. He says you're still dominated by that. And because you're immature, infants in Christ, I had to nurse you and fill you with milk, not with the solid food of more advanced teachings. So, in other words, who's setting the platform for advanced teachings? Me? You? Yeah? It's me, you. And then he says this, because you are not ready for it. I don't want an, an apostle of God, a man of God, a woman of God comes and I'm not ready. I'm not ready. You want that or you don't? Do you want that or you don't? What happened when you come to church? Do you, oh, was there a football match last evening? Yeah. Huh? People are shouting. But now we need to shout more. Do you want or not? You want to hear the word of God. He says this. In fact, you are still not ready to be fed solid food. For you are living your lives dominated by the mindset of the flesh. Ask yourselves. Is there jealous among you? Now that, that does what? That disqualifies us from receiving. The Jealous. Anyone who's been tempted to be jealous? Oh, yeah, you know, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, you ever gone to meetings that uh, used to be those people in high school? Huh? How do you feel about Or oh, when you meet with a high schooler, you know, you are your friends, and finally you met. And then you realize they've made more progress, seemingly, than you do. But you know, mostly... Those things actually are not real. Because there are so many people actually can display everything looking okay, but they are not. When you start talking to them, that's when you realize. They talk about natural things all the time. Their standards are natural things. You can't, you can't take jealous for that. You shouldn't in any way. Look at this. Among you, do you compare yourself with others? Anyone? We, we, to, we made up our minds, Tina and I, that we are not running anyone's race. We have our race. It's Davis and Tina. We have our race. We are not running, uh, uh, you know, Duncan's and Rita's race. Thank God for Duncan's and Rita's race. We support them with their race, but we are not running their race. You, you, you understand that? It helps you. It makes your life easy. And what happens actually, you have a mind shift from the natural to the, the things of the spirit. You start paying attention to what God is doing in your life rather than what God, what people, other people uh, are doing. But what God is doing in your life. And then he goes this. Do, do, do you quarrel like children and end up taking sides? Are you in any party? The ruling or the other one? Oh, you you understand that? So you see, you quarrel like children. The people who quarrel up concerning politics and they are born again believers. Oh, wah, 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 wah. no! Do you quarrel like children and te- end up taking sides? If so, this proves that you are living your life centered on yourselves, dominated by the mindset of the flesh, and behaving like. You can finish that. Say not me. I'm a spiritual-minded, pastor. I'm living living by the Holy Spirit. Those ones, they are not here in church. We are spiritually minded people. Let me show you an attitude then. The right attitude is that unity. The opposite, the, 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 the right attitude is this. Choose to walk in love no matter what. That's the attitude. Choose to walk in love no matter what. In your house. In your family. Before you come for meetings. You choose. You don't take any strife. You don't allow any thought that comes against someone. You just choose to walk in love no matter what. The opposite of this walking in love is what? Strife. Division. Jealousy. These limits the manifestation of God's will. Say, I choose, I choose unity. And in this church we choose unity. We, choose. we, walk, with we walk, with walk with love. I walk with love. I forgive. I forgive. That's your attitude and my attitude it should be that way. I forgive, I walk with love. The second one is honor. That's the attitude we cultivate of honor. In Philippians chapter 2, I want us to read something over here. By the way, on Wednesday and Saturday, I'll I'll be leading prayer regarding these scriptures over here. So you're much welcome praying for these meetings. In in Philippians chapter 2, verse 25 says, Yet I consider, this is Apostle Paul writing, let me have some water here, Yet I considered it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier, but your messenger and the one who ministered to my need, since he was longing for you all and was distressed because you had heard that you he were sick. For indeed you were sick almost unto death, but God had mercy on him. What does that mean? The mercy of God heals. That's what he does. The mercy of God heals. And not only to him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I sent him the more eagerly, that you, when you see him again, you may rejoice and may be less sorrowful. Look at verse 29. So he's talking about who? Epaphroditus. I know that's a mouthful. Say it. Oh, I heard it. Epaphloridas. Did I hear from here? Epaphloridas. <laughs> Epaphloridas. Uh, so he's, he's sending him. He says in verse 29, Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness. And hold such men in esteem. Receive him with gladness. How are you going to receive him? Word of God. How do we receive men sent with the Word of God? We receive them in the Lord with gladness. That should be the attitude of you receiving Pastor Carla next Sunday. You you see that? You see that? That's the same attitude you should receive Pastor Carla next Sunday when she comes over here and the same thing, Pastor JB is coming and and Pastor, uh, Pastor Michael. Receive him therefore in the Lord with gladness and hold such men in esteem. Why should you hold this man in esteem? Because for the work of Christ, he came close to death. Not regarding his life to supply what was lacking in your service toward me, In other words, he is doing all for Christ. What does it profit in the natural? Pastor Pastor J.B. and Pastor Michael coming over here. In the natural, does it it profit them? But listen, they're coming for you. They're coming for me. They're coming for the others. Who's paying for their air tickets? They're paying for their, their own air tickets coming over here to minister the word of God. If we start thinking that this way we'll have the attitude of honor let's go, let's go to verse 29 there from the amplified Bible I think I'll give to you listen to this can we read it all together welcome him home then in the Lord with all joy and honor and highly appreciate men like him the other amplified this one he says with oh yeah it is there and honor and highly appreciate men like him. That's an attitude of receiving. I've been with people, I've met with people, and really, literally, I've met with people, sat down with people, and I could tell those who recognize the gift inside of me, it's like a flow comes out of me. It really has happened. And I thought like, my goodness, Lord, I was able to speak more than I thought. No, the, the person was ready. That people are, you know, you meet with and you sit down a little bit, and it's like a wall between you and them. Oh yeah, I've, I've seen that. And as a minister, you do that. You, you do that, but I, I'm, I'm encouraging you. You be prepared. You honor them. You honor them. Can I tell you how you can honor the one ministers the word for, to you, or any man and woman of God? You know, you never talk bad of them. Never ever. You pay them. You never talk bad of them. You know, you, you, you don't. You, ju- you just stay right there. You stay in your place. Literally, I do this. If I'm realizing that I don't think there's a connection here with this person on television, actually, mostly television, click to another channel rather than stay there and be talking. Look at what he's doing. Why are you looking? Look what, listen to what he saying. Why are you listening? Are you receiving anything to edify you? Nothing. So, what do you do? Click, next. You better watch even Discovery Channels than continue wasting your time because you can't receive with that kind of attitude. But say, my case is different. I honor the Word of God. I honor. The ones who bring the word to me, therefore I, therefore I receive. It's an attitude of receiving. Look at the opposite of, uh, of that is in Mark chapter 6. Mark 6, 1 to 4 is the opposite of honor. In Mark 6, 1 to 4, it says this, Jesus, then he went out from there and came to his own country and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him, that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Is this not the carpenter? What has that to do with you receiving? Can you imagine? Is this not the carpenter? And then he is this not the carpenter? Now look at this. Let let me show you something what they are doing here. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary and brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And there are not his sisters here with us. So they are offended at him. Do you know why? Do you know why they turned? They offended at him. I want you to see something over there what did this man, where did this man get these things and what wisdom is which is given to him, such might works are performed by him. Is this not the carpenter? In other words, they were leaning towards what they knew him naturally and not who he was. Remember what they are battling with. This cannot be the Messiah. This what does the Messiah mean? This cannot be the anointed one. It's been prophesied the anointed one should be different. And this guy, we know his brothers. We know his mother. We know his sisters. We know him. Even he doesn't do a good profession. He's just a carpenter. How can he do this? How can he be a Messiah? In other words, they were not recognizing the divine in him, they looked at the natural, like the scripture we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Their mindsets were fleshly, they are not receiving from what you are carrying. And how easy it is! How easy it is, especially pastoring is the one most interesting thing because you're with people every week. You see, if a preacher comes here once and goes, comes here once and speaks something, and you, you you get so excited, and then they are gone. But a pastor is that same one. Maybe you called him and he didn't respond, he didn't call you back. Then you come on Sunday, I called pastor. Uh-huh. I don't know why he didn't answer. You filled the, the, the gaps, the gaps, all the reason he didn't answer. Instead of asking him, why didn't you answer, Mike? <laughs> Have you ever done that? Uh, has the devil ever shown you an image that you are calling someone and they are looking at their phone? Was <laughs> that from God? How did you know? Unless it is the word of knowledge working. You understand? Know, so you like? I, I I guess it's just looking at my phone. It's not answering. Who told you that? Do you know what that actually does? It sows a seed. This is what I, this is what, the, the way I think. If I call you, and you don't answer, I'll follow with a text. Please call me as soon as you can, or, or kind, the kind way I do is this: Please let me know the time I can call you. I know you can't ignore the text. You've seen it somewhere. <laughs> you, you understand? That's the way you do business, by the way. Don't say, I called three times. Pastor, wait. Uh, oh. Pastor, Wade say, Did you call? Yes, I did, sir. Did you find them? No. Did you send a text? No. You need to send a text. Uh, have you called also? Is that, is that the only line they have? Uh, you know his wife? Yeah. Have you called the wife? Pastor, well, it's that way. In other words, whatever it takes, is it important to you? Do something. By the way, that's the way to, to do business. You, you send a text if you call, and, and sometimes you hear, Pastor, but I called. I say, did you call? Yeah, but I, I don't have your number. Send a text and say, this is so-and-so calling, please call me back, or tell me when you can talk. That always helps, by the way. Sender takes all, all, all the time. I mean, you just, if it's important, if it's just, hello, how are you? Has he trained there? <laughs> Don't bother, you know. That's really not so important. But actually, what they, are, what they are doing, they are looking at him in the natural standpoint and they are not receiving him as the anointed one of God. They are not receiving him as the Messiah. So, this is what will happen. They are coming next week in every meeting. We receive them as the anointed of God. Therefore, we prepare our hearts to do what? To receive. Same all the time you come to church. Same principle. Listen to what he says in verse 4. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. What did he say verse 9? Now he could do... No mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he, was, he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about the villages in a circuit teaching. There he could do no mighty work but heal some few people. That's what he said. We don't want that. Come on. We don't want that in our lives. If we still ought, Fun, fun, fun. Did you receive the calendar for the April? Okay, yeah. That's the reason we give it also sometimes. Fun, fun, fun. (laughs) Fun, fun, fun. All right, so the first attitude is what? Unity. The second one is? Honor. The third one is pray for yourself, for others, and for those who will be attending the meetings. Pray for, for, for yourself. Just take time to pray for yourself and, and even others and, and pray for, for the meetings. Did I say for those attending? And pray for the meetings. Take some time to pray. What will happen? You will receive understanding. You'll have an understanding of things that are, are supposed to, to, to happen. I've heard several times, it's amazing. People say, like, Pastor. I really enjoy the service this this Sunday. You are really anointed. And you are looking at them politely. That it wasn't really like I was anointed this Sunday. I'm usually, ah. But you are prepared. That's exactly what it means. Anyone that you've come on a Sunday prepared and you realize the day you got prepared is like every word that the speaker spoke came to into your heart. Anyone? Only three people, four people. And there, are there. Will you be honest? There are Sundays you've come and realized like, did I even receive anything? Anyone? (laughs) Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Just be honest. And you realize it has a lot to do with your preparation. Because I tell you the truth. Verily, verily, we prepare ourselves before we stand over here. And we, we endeavor to hear the Holy Spirit so that we can speak the word that the Lord wants us to to speak. It's not like on on Sunday morning, wake up and say, let me see what can I preach today. When you're having breakfast, you're flipping through your Bible. I think this is a powerful message. It will help them. We don't do that. We just don't do that. But, But the days you're prepared, you receive. Why is that? So, it's like a farmer. You've tilled the ground. The ground is moist. You receive the seed of the word. And you can be seated next to someone and you are amen. And you know the ones who are seated, they're looking at them and say, I don't know understanding anything and they are saying amen. And, and then this is the next thing that the devil says is, they're pretending. <laughs> but actually, my heart was ready. So I'm receiving. Amen. I'm receiving. So that's the kind of attitude you come with. Pray for yourself. Pray for others. Pray for the meeting. Do you want much more every Sunday you come to the service? Every Sunday, prepare. Prepare. Prepare the night before, wake up early in the morning, prepare. Read the word, pray in tongues. And come ready. And come with an attitude of worship. This is what will happen. I'm I'm telling you, you want to wait even for Dan and the rest? You realize that there's a beat in your heart. They sing one song and connected and say, like, Dan today is anointed. Not so. Your ears have been opened. You have an understanding of true worship. And that's exactly what happens. So prepare for yourself, uh, pray for yourself, others, and also pray for these meetings that you may receive understanding. Let's go to Matthew 13. Matthew 13, verse 18. Listen to this one. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the king, the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away that was sown in his heart. Why is that so? They did not understand it. So one of the big things that you need to pray for yourself is for understanding. Pray for understanding. You can use Ephesians 1, 17 you know, to 23 uh, in your own time. Please write it down. If Ephesians 1, 17, uh, to twenty to 23 and Ephesians 14 to 21. Just cultivate that understanding. In other words, when you see something, when you hear something is being spoken, when you are coming for a meeting, you have that kind of attitude. It's like, what does that mean? You are inquiring of the Lord to speak to you. Limited understanding also brings limited utterances. Let me give you something here. That you, you, you and I don't know everything, do we? We don't. But we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And he knows all things. Is that so? Let me show you something over here. The preparation of your heart, so important, it may not even, your mind may not even perceive, really, what do I use? May not even understand what has been said but you receive it by faith into your spirit, you start making progress in your growth in the Lord, the Lord will remind you of the things that have been spoken. Why? Your heart is the receiving part of you and is the productivity part of you. And when your, your heart has received light, it brings it even to the mind. You're enlightened by the power of the Holy Spirit, and you are able to perceive things that you are no words even to explain. That's God. Remember, the speaking of the word of God is supernatural. The receiving of the word of God is supernatural too. So you have to endeavor to walk that way supernaturally and receive the word of God. But these ones were snatched away because of lack of understanding. So in the name of Jesus... I have understanding understanding. It is in me me. I receive receive the The word of God The Bible says in Psalm 119 verse 130 The entrance of his word Brings forth understanding The entrance of his word brings forth understanding The word enters Then you receive what? Understanding Then fourthly The first one is what? Unity the second Honor the third one Pray for yourself, others, and for the meetings. And then fourthly, believe the Lord to sow a financial seed toward this meeting. Oh, that's important. What you value, you invest into. What you value, you invest into. Be seed and harvest time-minded believer. When you value something, you invest. You sow towards that. And this is a harvest coming. I'm telling you, we are about to realize wealth as believers in Christ that has not have not has not been known in other generations. And God is really looking for, for people who are who are faithful in giving. Wealth. I'm talking about wealth. I'm talking about wealth. And, and that's exactly what, what God is, is, is doing. I'm telling you, Jesus is coming back for a glorious church. Not sick, not weak, not poor, not defeated. He's coming back for the glorious church. And I'm telling you, the glory involves wealth. Great wealth. Do you know what that means? Great influence. Great wealth, great influence. You influence more, more people, actually, you, with a word of faith in your heart and in your mouth and, and the wealth around you. Oh, don't you know that people who like to come around? You? Huh? There's a scripture, I'm to find it. I think it's, um, I, I mentioned it the that one time, I think I was talking to Tina. Uh, I think it's in Ecclesiastes, of uh, the, the poor man that, that uh, delivered the city? And what happened? He was forgotten. He was forgotten. The poor man was forgotten. But why is that so? Because wealth has influence. Wealth has influence. Are we seeking wealth? No. We seek the kingdom. His way of doing. And he says, all these things shall be added to us. And that's wealth. Do you know the more we prosper, do you know what is going to happen? You don't have to use that paper to flip, 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 flip. What is that? We have AC working. Amen. We have a more wonderful building. It's not going to come from heaven coming down. It takes us prospering more and more. And you have just wonderful facility. I have seen it over and over again, and I will live to see it. This is what is going to happen. This place over here, this compound, will be like a garden of Eden. Pastor Wade saw this, and I received that. Uh, Full of trees. You don't have to come early to go look for that shed the other side. You know what I'm talking about? To park your vehicle. And then if you find someone parked where you came, you know, you thought you were going to park, you get offended. You see, we'll remove those offenses. (laughs) (laughs) so that everyone who come over here, there are trees all over, and just cool environment. When it is hot, you cool. When it is cold, nicely warm. We're creating a more better atmosphere for you to receive from the Lord. It's coming. Amen. Amen. It's coming. Don't despise the small beginnings. I mean, we may not have reached, but we left. Oh, yeah, we left. You remember when you had that tent? That was this short over here. I mean, you remember that tent? You remember how hot it is? So if you are coming for the first time, we've come from far. And we haven't reached yet. You'll come one time and you'll find that. My goodness, is this the same place? It's cool. It's, hey, nowadays we have even washrooms. We can have water. There's a time we came with pit latrine. I used to feel for, for, especially for ladies. You know, men sometimes are men, but especially ladies. I used to feel for that pit latrine and how much it, it was smelling. And, and the more you exhaust it, the more it smells. It's amazing. During the, the, during, during the rain season, actually, we exhaust, and it's like you've given it away for water just to rise up. I'm thinking, oh, our dear ladies. As a pastor, I used to avoid visiting it. Now I'm a pastor who's supposed to be going because it was the work of our hands. (laughs) But I avoided it. I'm telling you, God has brought us from far. And I'm telling you, we're heading somewhere. But I'm telling you, you, we need that wealthy people. That you don't have... You know, one, one, one message after another of sound equipment. Of 900,000. What does he take? One check. Yes. Amen. Amen. That's exactly what it is. And I'm telling you, we, we're so blessed by one church member, just 300,000. The first time I think we announced, the following day, send 300,000 just into that. Now, that's good. You you understand that? And that's what God wants. But for every one of us as believers, we go to levels and levels of prosperity. But the thing is is this, we must have the mindset of seed time harvest. You sow what you value you invest into. What you value invested. And your seed also will help us in the budget of these meetings. The more I've said for years, being with Pastors Wade and Carla, the more I'm telling you, especially at the time just being with Pastor Wade week after week and seeing the way things were in the natural, the more I'm unmovable. Really. I don't care how big the bill looks, we just have to believe God. We keep believing God. What are you going to do about this? Believe we are called to believe. We are believers in Christ. But sow your seed towards that. I encourage you. Next Sunday, if you come with an envelope and write that, you know, seed towards lead plus, well and good. Sow it, you know, you can bring it on Wednesday. Or nowadays, you have a way of sending it, you know, to, to the church, to the bank account and all that. You can always do that. And believe God for the supernatural. Amen? So first thing, the attitude of preparation is what? Come on. Secondly, honor. Honor. Thirdly, pray for yourself, others, and for these meetings. Fourthly, believe the Lord to sow our financial seeds towards these meetings. And I'm done. Yeah. Thank you. Just lift up your hands and thank you. Father, thank you for the living Word your word is living, your word is active. And as we come to this lead plus ahead of us, Father, we we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to you. And humble ourselves before you, repenting of attitudes, That hinder us from receiving the word of God. Receiving the living word of God. Repenting of every strife, division, jealousy. That limits the manifestation of your will in the midst of us. And any form of dishonor. We repent of this sir, and we take upon us unity. We choose to walk in love. We choose to walk in honor. We choose to pray and listen to you as we pray for ourselves and pray also for others and pray for these meetings, Father. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. This is eternal life, that we may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And Father, you who supplies seed to the soul and bread for food, we ask you for seed. I ask you to place it in your people's hands and we ask you for it and receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for all that you've done in this service. Thank you for the ministry of the Holy Spirit all healings, all hope that you have caused your people for it to rise up in their hearts. Thank you Father for your blessing upon them. I speak your blessing over your people in the name of Jesus. That the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace Shalom. Father, thank you for your people. Thank you for the strength, even for this new season. Thank you, Father, even as you go to the month of April tomorrow. As a pastor, I release faith in the protection of your people, each and every single person traveling in and out of this, this city. I speak the blood of Jesus over them. My people, you say, shall dwell in peaceful habitations. You shall be far from oppression. You shall not fear. In righteousness, you are established, and I speak that over you and over your homestead and over all your travelings in and out of this city. I speak the blood of Jesus and receive this new month blessed. Blessed in the name of Jesus. Blessing the work of your hands. Blessing your going out and your coming in. Blessed in the city and blessed in the country. And I'm so thankful, Father, for the blood of the covenant covering your people and protecting your people from every kind of terror attacks fear. I bind the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus for God has not given you a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I cast out every kind of fear and uncertainty and I speak in righteousness you are established. Father thank you for your blessing over every single person in the hearing of this voice. In Jesus name Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah.